today's guest is Tony Irons, and he's a really good guy. I've known him for a little while. We have a few things in common that got us growing out on Instagram, but we're going to be talking about grief in a very specific context, and I want to acknowledge it. I'm not exactly sure when it starts, but I think somewhere around mid-episode, we start talking about sexual abuse. We don't get into the specific details of the abuse, because why? What I mean, this isn't the place for that. But there is talk of the church and how that intertwines with faith. He makes me realize things about what I believe, what's left of Catholicism that still fucks me up. But I have definitely never been as open as Tony is in this episode about my personal shit. So (laughs) I take my hat off to him because this is not an easy thing to talk about and you can hear his hesitation and god damn I'm just nowhere near the man he is <laughs> yeah yeah I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas yeah, yeah. just as much of an idiot as I'm a smart person so sometimes <laughs> uh, I think things exist that when I say them out loud it seems like um, <laughs> so uh, let me do my intro sure welcome to what's my thesis I'm your host Javier Proenza every week my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask what's my thesis and today i have an easy name to say i fuck up everybody's name because i just read him off of instagram but it's tony irons Is yeah that? okay anthony irons tony you go by tony though right yeah i go by as, tony. as far as i can tell and you the guests may not be able to tell by the quality of the audio but you are actually not in studio with me today um can you tell us where you are I'm in the middle, middle of Missouri, middle, in Columbia, Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. I'm so. I actually didn't even know where Missouri was on a map. To be honest, that's how bad my U.S. geography is. But <laughs> <laughs> seeing that you and Bethany are from there, I was at Bethany Irons, uh, mm-hmm. your wife. I I was like so curious about what the art world is over there because you guys seem like you have uh, a handle you're like the uh or as far as i am i built you guys up as like a power couple <laughs> in the <laughs> columbia art scene <laughs> based on seeing you guys on instagram so i don't know i'm just so curious about that part of uh the world and it seems like i mean you guys definitely know what you're doing in terms of art so that's why i wanted to have you on 
So uh, right on. welcome, because this is usually mostly an LA based thing, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually thinking when you, um, when you messaged me, I was like, well, that's an excuse to just show up at some dude's apartment and talk. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really just a, a, a way to keep me from having to go out and um, have small talk conversations with people. Yeah. At, yeah. at, at, at events, because those get, can get a little bit wearing. I mean, they're oh, fun, yeah. but, but you know, the more people you know, the better. And so this is like legitimately just a scam so that I know more people. <laughs> and then like, we have like a really intense uh, two hour conversation. And after that, like, it's, you know, like, I mean, how many times do you need to see a person at an event before you actually feel like you kind of know each other? And then like, how many more mm-hmm. times after that before you become friends? But at this point, it's like, it's, it's a pretty good scam. well i already feel like i know you just from well we've had a lot more yeah yeah sometimes i have people on here just cold uh that i've never even spoken to which is why the name thing ends up happening a lot (laughs) i'm doing a promo right now and my headliner is this guy josh and i don't know how to say his last name so (laughs) i think for the promos i'm just gonna be saying josh Josh, and then like variations of how to pronounce his last name is Shadel or Sheedel or, you know, and then and then so that I can still do my bit about not knowing the name, because um, part of this is that I don't prepare anything. You do all the work. <laughs> and, and speaking of which, do you have a topic planned for today? Um, man, I you know it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I was going to talk about grief grief okay yeah um i know it's not the most like popular topic but being from missouri <laughs> so in the middle that, of nowhere where people don't even know where we're at grief is pretty popular in, in what <laughs> sense like um like people dying and stuff or oh no um just like well, like i've always been interested in in the uh acceptance and and the um the stages of grief, you know how there's like this, there's a method or um, like a process that you have to go through and it's with any loss or any experience of loss, like whether that be death or you get in a, uh, um, like an accident and you're not hurt, but like your car's totaled and you don't have that car anymore. You go through grief through that. And yeah, through I've definitely done that everything. one. Um, but then there's this stage of acceptance that it's supposed to, I don't know, the, the idea um, is different than what the perceived is. Uh, the perceived is more of like, oh, well, everything's fine and I forget about it, you know, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. But it's, it's I don't know, I've always been interested in it because it never seems to like happen. The acceptance part, people um, that I've met um, and interact with, you know, there's always there's always that underlying like little thing of it. There's that tinge. Yeah, that's still, um, I mean, yeah, it's embedded in there. Uh, one of the things, I don't know if you watch um, Game of Thrones at all, and there's no spoilers in what I'm about to say, but uh, <laughs> it, it, one of the things that I always remember, specifically to what you were just talking about, there's a moment where this guy, I think he's the dog, and he has a questionable relationship with his brother. His brother scarred his face and stuff, and... Um, and someone asks him about it, just to be as vague as possible so that there are no spoilers. But someone asks him about it, and, and uh, he tells the story, and it's about his brother. He stole something from his brother, and then his brother stuck his face into a fire. And then 
she says something to him and, and and he reacts and he goes, well, I didn't steal it. Like he's still like, it's still so pent up. And when, and when that, like that questioning thing, like, yeah, I, I, I can dig that. Um, there's also uh, some good stuff like that in uh, House on Haunted or uh, The Haunting of Hill House, which is like just that feeling of like, I guess what, what you just triggered in me is this idea of grief in like uh, when you hit on something very personal, very deep seated, you, you kind of triggered something. And I guess I'm pulling us away from the main topic, but <laughs> but go, go uh-huh. ahead. No, but 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 for me, that that is a very much indicative or like that I can really relate to that feeling of like where all of out of nowhere just comes and it hits you and you're like just you're still that little kid who didn't steal the toy and got punished for it and has been processing it yeah so acceptance I get what you're saying it is hard and see and that that's like a uh, an example of uh, of a different stage of grief you know because there's there's the five stages um dabda yeah and 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 so like that still that initial wound like you're still just in the anger stage you know and it, yeah. it hasn't progressed any further than that and so that, that shock value still comes in that anger form which is still kind of cool because you're like holding on to that for the, <laughs> you know for your whole life and then you're like when am I ever gonna you know get rid of that I but, would, uh, and I wonder I think maybe like we think that it's something that we are supposed to get rid of but maybe from a programming standpoint and an evolutionary standpoint maybe it's not supposed to go away if like you have an intensely traumatic experience maybe you are supposed to still feel <laughs> uneasy so that you avoid it like right like right, if, you yeah. know, if you get attacked by a tiger kind of thing yeah exactly um yeah or yeah, you cross the street at the wrong time because you didn't look or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, I was, um, just, just interested in that or like at, at what point, you know, is, is there like that glowing, you know, bulb of acceptance that happens, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's cool then. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, when, when do you ever get there? It's a complicated thing. Cause I think that like, uh, like for uh, specifically, I think that you sort of have to, um, or to not be specific, you, you have to, uh, come up with a framing and parameters <laughs> to sort of get past <laughs> these things. Like, yeah. like for example, um, sort of like, let, let's go with like parent parental approval, which is like a basic one, right? Like mm-hmm. at some point, some people get it. But at some point, other people have to recognize that it's always going to be a sticky thing. And like, um, like, for example, like I just sometimes like I want the approval to come, but I know it's just not going to. And so like um, that little that that tinge can go away if I frame it in a different way where it's like, okay, well, I need to address the expectations that I have over mm-hmm. what, how the dynamics of this relationship work but specific but that's a little bit of self-deception magic right <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you're kind of telling yourself you're okay with it but in reality yeah, kind of, it still hurts <laughs> yeah totally faking yourself out yeah like you're learning to live with it but yeah sorry to get too personal but and so no, how, how, how no. did you get into into i can already tell that people feel comfortable talking to you about personal things. How, how did you get into grief as a, like, cause you were obviously, or obviously to me, you're a photographer. Yeah. Uh, very good one, by the way. 
Uh, ah, very, thanks. very, very much enjoy your Instagram, which is Irons International with uh, underscores, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, between every letter, and and so yeah. So how how did you get this? Because um, obviously, because like you are more of a documentary. I mean, not street. Not I don't I don't even know what these terms even mean anymore. But you're not. You're definitely not an artist using photography, right? Like you still work within the parameters of photography, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I, I love telling people how I see their work and then being like, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I, I identify in that way. Of yeah. I tried very, <laughs> I tried very hard to, and I have a lot of respect for that practice because I tried very hard to fit into that realm, but I just don't think that way, but yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, and in uh, and on that line of things, it's like I've been trying to get out of that <laughs> to okay. some extent. No, I mean, you know, I, I think I've been trying to. I've always thought that I I could do, um, or not could do, but I'd always want it. Like I want to, you know, record music or do video or you know, do a sculpture with pictures on it or something yeah, like yeah. that. And and for some reason, I always just. I don't know. I I always find myself back in the in the traditional form. Um, but but I, I mean, I would not like if I if I was stuck in your practice, I would not be upset. No. <laughs> you know, because I think a lot of people uh, strive to get to that level of. Um, no, I think you have. You are very. Uh, I don't know if you just edit really well, but. I mean, and that's always part of photography, but you, uh, the images that I see you are very much photography for photographers in, in that traditional sense, um, mm-hmm. where it's, where you can enjoy, you, you can consume them on a superficial level, level, but if you have studied, which I, one of my mentors was, uh, uh, taught me a lot about history of photography. So, and I think that that really m- even though I don't cons- identify as a documentary photographer, that really was defining to me in terms of understanding art practice, right? And like sp- mm-hmm. specifically in the sense that the camera has, uh, well, to use uh, past guest of the show, Jamie Hamilton's phrase, mm-hmm. uh, it has a bias towards taking pictures and you're kind of... Um, like it has a specific thing that it does and to make it try to do other things can kind of come off as gimmicky. Like, you know, like if you start to do, um, you know, like taking a, 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 a nature's pencil, but like, not like an expressionist, like, you know, using uh, motion yeah. blur and that kind of thing, like, which, you know, early on, <laughs> a lot of photographers <laughs> get into, uh, myself <laughs> included, but, um, but yeah, understanding that it is limited has helped me understand like, like how everything else kind of falls into place but i am very jealous about people that can speak that language because it's a very it's a very powerful tool and and a very specific one well thanks oh you don't have to take that as flattery i just i just really appreciate that um so like uh so do you find what you you tied grief into um to Missouri specifically. And like I said, it's a very different, I mean, I grew up in Miami. I'm a very coastal, uh, some might even say elite. (laughs) 
uh, and and I'm just curious about what. Well, but then also, like, I just recorded an episode about the rampant drug use that I grew up with, uh, uh-huh. with with somebody out here, and I feel like that's a story that doesn't get told a lot about Miami, or if it does get told, it gets told in a very um, bubblegummy kind yeah. of poppy way. And I think that when you see that coming out of like, you know, like especially with Larry Clark's work, uh, mm-hmm. you see a lot of stuff where um, it's the same drugs that are doing the same thing to people. But And, and I think that it's a lot of like small towns that uh, like, let me change this, uh, the course a little bit, but I knew a lot of people that died from drug use. When mm-hmm. I was in Miami, is that related at all to the grief thing, or what's the? Wh- why do you feel like uh, Missouri has such grief, uh, uh, aside from like Ferguson and whatnot? And maybe we don't want to get into all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but those, but but these are like the things that I know about Missouri, and I, I'm kind of yeah. curious to like destroy a little bit of my ignorance. Um, I mean, I I think it is like. Um, for for me growing up in uh, you know my my town that I grew up in had 2000 well 2701 person in it wow. that's what the sign said you know wow. um and we have a lot of uh, at the time uh, die cast magnesium plants that built car parts for Detroit you know okay um was that would uh, automotive industry was the biggest industry out there I wouldn't, say, I, I wouldn't say it's the biggest. Farming is probably the biggest. Okay. Uh, I think everybody was a farmer, but then, um, you know, a, a small, small town, everybody knows everybody and everybody kind of knows what everybody's doing at the same time. Uh, so where, where, uh, you're, you're in Columbia right now, which is near yeah. what big city? It's pretty much right in the middle of, uh, Kansas city and St. Louis. We're like right in the middle of the state. Okay. So it's... Even if, a little more north than direct middle. So how is, how does how's Columbia different? Is it its size? I mean, I, I do want to talk about you growing up, but just yeah, get no. In, um, get, like, Columbia's, are you in a big city now, or would that not be accurate? No, I mean, not not for me personally. I mean, Columbia is about a hundred and hundred thousand, maybe a little more. Um, and then when the students are back. Um, it's like 120,000, I think. I don't know. I'm ignorant to population. Oh, in that's Columbia. fine. But, but it just <laughs> but it gives you it gives me an idea because uh, yeah, I assume that Los Angeles has millions of people, but I don't even really know if that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, Kansas City has I don't know if you look at like KC proper. There, there's that that's the other part of, of Midwestern towns is like, you know, you look in, on these population maps and it's like, man, I thought St. Louis had more than, you know, 300,000 people. Well, mm-hmm. they do. Cause you've got these sprawling suburbs and all this other stuff, you know, but still it's, it's in no way related, you know, to like LA size or anything like that. No. Yeah. I, well, but, but it seems like there is, cause I mean, there's uh so what, what school do you teach at? Oh, I don't. I don't teach at a school. Oh, okay. I I I must have just conflated you with all the Missouri people that I'm on <laughs> I'm Instagram because I just went on a click hole. I was like, what is going on over here? It's I yeah, mean because no. because I mean there is good art coming out of there. That's why yeah. I became no, fascinated. Great stuff. 
What? Yeah, no, uh, Beth, she, um, my my partner's wife, she teaches at MU. MU, okay. So uh, that, University of Missouri. And that's the main school out there? Yeah. Okay. It's it's the main state school. There's, uh, I think there's three universities here. I think we have a, yeah, I can't remember. I think there's three. Uh-huh. But, um, and they all actually have pretty good art programs. No, I'm saying it, it really yeah. is impressive what I'm seeing uh, on people's Instagram feeds. And like, you know, almost one of the things that happens a lot with when I'm promoting work from L.A. artists is that there's nothing of their stuff on their feed. So I have to go to their website and like, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, the the stuff that I'm seeing coming out of Missouri is really solid. Uh, really interesting. Your wife does digital art. She's kind of going into she's posting a lot of stuff. Of uh, and I'll have her on the show so she can speak for herself. And she's not just your wife. I want to be clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I'm just excited about the work that's coming out of there. Um, and, and yeah. Uh, and but I want to get back to the grief topic because yeah. Uh, I did. It's is it? It's snowing right now, right over there, right? Uh, today we're actually in the. I mean, yeah, it's been snowing off and on. Um, today we're actually in the 50s, which is. Nice. That's Which like is good. LA yeah. weather. Right. <laughs> That's a cool day in LA. Yeah, and then I think Friday we're back down to like twenty four and four inches of snow or something like that. Wow. I've been it's been a, it's been a crazy. I mean, you want to talk about grief? You talk about a <laughs> yeah, no that and, and winter snow. <laughs> that's that's something that. Um, like I have a history of being a little bit more melancholy when I'm in places like um, that have that kind of weather like I spent some time I mean this is gonna sound like I'm just dropping a brag but Florence was actually like Florence Italy was one of the rainiest fucking places that I've ever been in and in the springtime it was beautiful and and, and like you can uh you can really get a sense of everybody leaving the city you know to go outside but uh and Mm -hmm. and I, I got that vibe a little bit in Chicago too where like it's summertime Everybody wants to get out because they've been so pent up for so long. But I can't handle uh, gray on that level. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is that where the grief is coming from? Maybe not so much from. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's probably a factor. That uh-huh. and then in the I mean, uh, with your Miami experience, I mean you know humidity and stuff. But in the summer, it's just as bad here because it's oh, you yeah, know that's 90, right. 98 percent humidity and. How does Everything that happen? Just sticks does, it, to you. does it just rain a lot? Well, summer? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's okay. a lot of moisture in farmland, topsoil, that stuff, and it's just humid as fuck, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't miss sweating, and I don't miss mosquitoes. That's uh, you know, that's my uh, sales pitch for LA. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the reverse sales pitch here. It's like we have sweat and mosquitoes. Sweat that's mosquitoes. Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, um, so yeah, so let's get more into specifically the, uh, now that I have a big, uh, a better understanding of what your daily life is. Yeah. Uh, um, and your experiences, so, like what, what, what do you, what's, what's, I, I am also fascinated by grief. I think that, and I think that there's a general thing about that with, uh, are you at all into true crime? Cause that, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's a big thing right now. And one of the things that, um, I don't know, do you ever listen to Last Podcast on the Left? Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. Okay, it's one of my favorites. Or it maybe is my favorite podcast. But um, 
one of the things that they've been talking about recently is how there was a boom in true crime uh, during Nazi Germany, and that there and they they tie it into some of the stuff that's happening to culturally now <laughs> without getting into politics but like uh-huh. I, d- I do think that there is this like uh, it's sort of like do androids dream of electric sheep where the wife gets addicted to the mood organ that she gets addicted to depression on the mood organ I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with uh, that Phil K-, K. Dick novel but like there is something that's romantic and sort of <laughs> appealing about all this like uh you know this the, the grief element, and I think specifically with true crime, there's um, just this sense that uh, people need to feel something to justify how they're feeling already. Yeah, <laughs> like the the you know like the reason I'm interested in listening to these horrific murders is because it makes me feel something that I'm possibly already feeling just because of the way that the world is going. You know, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's that, it's that kind of empathy for a victim or, or, or something along those lines that you realize that you're already feeling it. It's a little bit every day and not, (laughs) not to, I mean, this is an analogy. This is not, I'm not, I'm not qualified to say this officially, but it is, it feels a little bit like people that, or like my understanding of cutting you know, like mm-hmm. when when you the idea of cutting so that you punish yourself and you already sort of feel it like it's really a morose thing to get into true crime. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. very self aware of it, but I but I've been thinking recently about what it is that I get out of it. You know, and so so yeah, so I'm interested in this topic. Um, yeah, yeah, I I. Uh... Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. That's I was, right. I was, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh, did you watch the new the the Ted Bundy? Tapes? Yeah, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, I, you know, I was the not. I mean, I could talk about that all day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like, and I and I don't want to get off on true crime because no. I am interested. The fact that you brought up grief is fascinating to me, and I, yeah. I and 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 I'm I keep pulling you away from the topic. Uh, a little bit, and I, and that's my fault. Uh, but yeah, I'm just curious. Like, lay it on me. Well, like, um, so when I was when I was a kid growing up, um, I, I guess it started like I had a lot of if 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 the traditional sense of grief, like um, of a um, loss, like usually the first experience is like a pet dying or. Um, a family, like a grandmother or, uh, you know, an, an elder in the family passes away and that's your first experience of grief. Um, and, and for me at an early age, like I had some of that, but it didn't really phase me or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I was old enough to comprehend it, but as I got, as I got older into, um, um, like middle school age or whatever, and I'll, I'll I grew up Catholic. Um, oh wow, that's a very specific thing. I I did as well, but nobody really. I'm excited to hear that. I mean, I don't know why because I don't practice. <laughs> but well, it's no, it's a surprise because I just my my automatic is to as I've been trained to is to assume that everybody is not Catholic here in this country. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you do, oh, grief and guilt. All right, man. I know we're pinning it down. (laughs) (laughs) It's not so much Missouri. (laughs) No, it's 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 half and half, maybe. Yeah, I I think geographically, uh, you know, the the location plays into it a little bit just as far as like uh, uh, the experience goes. Um, So when I was when I was in middle school, my uncle was diagnosed with AIDS and he and I had actually been really close. Um, he's my dad's brother. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, that was, that was my first experience with, um, like the anticipation of grief. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like knowing that it's going to happen and how you're going to have to readjust your life afterwards. And so it's like, I hadn't, um, like you, you haven't experienced the grief yet but you know that you're going to, and that causes grief. So yeah. it, it, it causes this like weird cycle. And then it um, kind of, I, I, it probably exacerbate, exacerbates the, um, actual experiences that you're having while you're waiting because there's this pressure on it as well. I would imagine. Oh, right. Yeah. And it comes and goes in waves. Yeah. Um, you know, the person's well being. you know, whether they get better or they get worse, you know, you, you have different levels of that that play into everything. Yeah. Um, and then, um, sorry, do you mind if I oh, ask, uh, how it, because it, it's, it is kind of culturally relative, relevant. I hope that's not an insensitive question, but how did they um, get AIDS? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Okay. And but that, you, that, that kind of plays into the Midwestern part of it too. No, that, and that's, that's the complexity that I'm kind of curious about. Uh, yeah. Without being insensitive to uh, the no, fact no. that it is incredibly complex. Yeah, and so so with you not knowing, so the I mean the obvious um, just based on the size of towns that you grew up in that you told me the obvious place to go is were there whispers about him being gay kind of thing? Is that was that? Oh yeah, definitely. So that makes it even hard to like just have dignity. If I mean, not that obviously within the context. <laughs> if you're yeah. not gay and you're being marginalized for being gay as you're dying from this really dramatic disease is probably pretty intense. Um, yeah, exactly. And then basically that that structure like of the grieving process is um you know pretty much stripped down and taken away and invalidated. Yeah. Because then you're you're grieving for something that doesn't exist or that wasn't necessarily and good. It, it didn't require grief. Okay. Essentially. <laughs> in, in, in a frame, like, just to make sure I understand you in a framing that you shouldn't feel sorry about him because he was a sinner kind of thing. I mean, you're Catholic, so I'm using maybe less Catholic terminology. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Okay. So um, we're in that space. Yeah. It, essentially it's, it's like, um, like dehumanizing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which, which causes a, it's even a totally, um, I mean the best, the best way that I could describe it in kind of more, um, like commercial terms or modern terms is like how we define bereavement at like an office, an office place. You know, you, you have these specific set of like, it's either your direct sibling, your mother, your father, that's where you can get three days off of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and nothing else meets that requirement. 
Wow. Yeah. To, to do that. So like if, if your pet dies and it may have been, um, you know, the most important member of your family at that time, but it's not recognized, Yeah. you know, so therefore your grieving, um, process is, is invalidated, you know, and all yeah. that. But I mean, this I one, this, this, the, uh, that's a pretty, that, I mean, I get the spectrum that you're discussing there. But I want to acknowledge that that is a pretty extreme <laughs> one with your yeah. uncle. Yeah, and I know you know that, so I don't mean to condescend. Yeah. But I want to acknowledge uh, that that shit's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and I, I guess I, but me being able to to just say it that kind of way is obviously that I've... <laughs> yeah, 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 you've been... A lot processing on it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I don't think anyone took it that way. I just want to, like... <laughs> acknowledge that that shit's fucked up <laughs> that's some ill shit uh but yeah yeah i mean I, those are those are issues that would not have come up in miami for example necessarily yeah. there would there or there, there would have been or at least there might have been more understanding but yeah so the that that kind of time frame um in like, uh, you know, middle school into the first years of high school, um, really kind of, it started this, this kind of process for me. And I even, I even still try to find the, the, like which stage, you know, is appropriate or whatever. Cause I know I, I'm, I haven't met that acceptance stage yet uh-huh. of the, um, uh, like ability to, know that there's a new reality yeah. essentially you know, that that part of existence is gone and there is this new thing that is totally different it's it's somewhere in there there's the answer to acceptance <laughs> yeah no but it's i mean it is a very complicated thing because even as i mean i not to bring it back not to make it regional but um the guest that I said that I'd had on here from Kansas City uh, was a gay man who grew up in Kansas City. So I, I can understand, uh, based on that, just how difficult and how specific all of these... Um, like, I mean, this was when Barbara Bush was saying that... Or was it Barbara Bush? Yeah, th- that, uh, yeah. that AIDS didn't exist. This was like mm-hmm. a big fucking moment in history. And um, yeah, I was in a... It, you, I, I, Miami is a complicated place because it is progressive uh, in, in some ways in that it is Hispanic, but it's also very uh, Republican. Mm-hmm. But in this specific way, it's a very accepting, right? And so, so it, it's it's interesting to think about like how these things impact people, because um, yeah, the, that's that small town thing again, right? Uh, and so yeah. your uncle lived. It, it, sorry, what was the town called again? Sorry. Oh, he he lived actually in Columbia. In he was Columbia. in Columbia, and yeah, we were. We were further north, but it was it was the same demographic, same same yeah. dynamic throughout. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. So that so that got you interested in grief in in the broader or in the as a course of I mean 
essentially as a course of curiosity, right? Not necessarily study, but um, is that what you're saying, or am I putting words in you? No, no, no. That's it. There, there's um, <laughs> there's another part. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and again, I, I do feel comfortable talking to you. I mean, because. Uh, uh, I, I, I think it's important. I, I, I really like, um, I really like, um, what you're doing with oh, the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I, I don't want to get like too crazy heavy, but <laughs> no, I mean, so, it, I mentioned it I goes was, where I it was, goes. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I'm, I, I was Catholic. Anyway, I went to a seminary, um, okay. During that time. So like, and my uncle actually passed away in the first year that I was in a seminary. To be and seminary is to become a priest, correct? Right. Okay. Right. Just because I mean we're being casual with our lingo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with our Catholic sinners. Everyone else is a sinner lingo. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And I, I honestly wanted to become a priest. Um, wow. And uh, so that first year, this was. Um, uh, I'll, I'll kind of skip some of the details, but it was the, the seminary that was then shut down due to, uh, priest abuse. Okay. And yeah. And I was, I was part of that whole thing. Like on the, um, I was molested as a freshman there the same, oh, shit. Okay. The, the same week that my uncle died as of a, age. as a high and, school freshman. Yeah. As a high school freshman. Okay. I know because I didn't even know that you went into that that there was a seminary that early. Yeah, there uh, seems kind of irresponsible. A little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pedophilia aside, like to to have people decide that young, like that's yeah, and let's and let's put the priests that have already been like reprimanded in the fifties. Let's make them yeah. in charge of it. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes into like a whole. <laughs> new new way of processing that kind of shit that I'm trying to deal with, which is like when things in the world don't make sense, it has to be magic. It has to right, be, right. you know, <laughs> and, and it gets into that self-deception like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, you, uh, I, I, I think that I definitely recommend uh, – What's it called? And I and by the way, I just want to acknowledge because you did say that you, you, like this is the first time anyone's uh, acknowledged uh, – sexual abuse on the show and I don't want to just gloss over that. Um, so, uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that with me because we've literally just talked about guitar gear. <laughs> <Up until Yeah. laughs> so, so, so thank you for sharing that with me. Um, because that's something that sort of like just gets hushed, hushed. And, uh, and I have these weird, uh, like I have a weird relationship with Catholicism where I um, I can kind of compartmentalize certain things about it, but that's fucked up, you know, mm -hmm. like like I am nostalgic for certain elements of it, even though it was an imperialist. I, I am too. I know. <laughs> and that's what's so fucked up. Like, yeah, I literally ha just saw the other day as I was cleaning up uh, my uh, my house slash recording studio. Um, I have a crucifix that I can't throw away because it's this ceramic one and I can't like break it and throw it away. Like it's yeah. just this, these things have this fucking power over us at like, um, 
and and I just and so now I just have this thing that like I'm either gonna have to give away to someone or just keep it forever because so it it's 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 a I can't imagine um like the church has never done anything bad to me on that scale so I that's got to be a very difficult dynamic yeah um there, there's been there's been times when I've tried to dissociate it, like to say that the church didn't do anything bad to me either. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, it was bad people, but then the more the the more that stuff. It's an organization. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's totally. It, I mean, it's the same thing with like the prison industrial complex, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like a, a, any <laughs> anything like that. It's just a systemic, um, uh, a fucking bunch of magic that people. Yeah. Or like, 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 or, you know, but see that, that's, that's the same thing you're talking about. It's me trying to rationalize it and me trying to say, well, you know, Oh, so you're saying that the church has <laughs> done things to me that I've sort of rationalized, which is probably true. You know, like, for example, the fact that I feel guilty all the fucking time, <laughs> but yeah, I just have a drawer full of crucifixes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I just can't throw away. I can't. I can't believe the disconnect that I didn't realize that that's what you were talking about. <laughs> I am in denial. Okay, so fair enough. So yeah, so this just became about uh, Catholicism in a very intense way, and I appreciate that because we well, do t- we, we do talk about like that's one of my favorite topics. I mean, dude, yeah. I just did a Santeria episode, so that's like the story. Like, it's it is, it's kind of how I feel about empire right now. You know, like mm-hmm. like the the American empire. There the there there's this disconnect between people saying that our uh, you know our election got hacked and they put a right wing person into power, and then at the same time, in Venezuela, we're doing exactly that. Like. You know, mm-hmm. and and the narrative of that is so skewed based on like, um, I mean, I'm gonna do a whole episode on it, but it's the same thing. It's just mass, like, uh, I think what it does, what it is, is that you have this very personal relationship with the church, and it, and the people in it, and that's not invalid. You know, like the the community mm-hmm. that you have. Uh, what is invalid is just the organizational thing that is very problematic. I mean, to say it in the the lightest terms possible. Yeah, yeah. To use my PC culture <laughs> <laughs> to talk about something outrageous. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so you were saying died at your uncle died the same time. That's fucking very <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I see where we're going with grief. Go on. So. Then, um, so on top of that, um, my other uncle, um, so I I had two uncles on my, on my dad's side, his brother, and then, um, his sister's husband, um, which we were all really close, really close knit family. Um, he gave the eulogy at my uncle's funeral, um, with, um, the priest that was, my oh. abuser oh no was was also the um the officiant at the funeral cuz he was a you know a family friend as well oh so um, it's 
So, so the seminary school was in your town. You were north of. No, we were we were just like twenty miles away from it. Which we, uh, my family was pretty close to the physical location of the seminary, but it was it was open to everybody from you know around the country. And so, how did this relationship get, become established with um, with the the priest? So you knew him before b- before you went to seminary school. Is I guess it's sort of yeah yeah. So yeah. he was a family friend. How 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 does how does that happen? Like um, my I have an older brother, and he also he also went to the seminary, and that's how we were introduced to the seminary. Um, did just he going have, from did he school. have the same experience? Um, I don't know. Um, we haven't we haven't really discussed it or or talked about it. <laughs> okay. That goes back to geography as well. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, 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 there's only just... so much prying I'm going to do now that we're in this space. So you tell me what you um, need to tell me. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah so uh, basically uh, just just came to uh, know him through those channels. Like, um, And my, my brother's five years older than me. Um, so he went through all of, all of high school and um, – uh, it inspired me to go okay. and uh, and do that. And he's, so. is he a priest now? No. Okay. No, he's not. Um, Again, I, going back to my, it's probably not a good idea to put people in seminary school in high school. That's if right. I, if I made any life decisions back then, Jesus. Yeah. Especially yeah, like that. Thinking back on it, it's, yeah, it's just odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like poor decision making. Yeah. But, um, you did, so, you, you, sorry to go on a sidetrack. You saw that, um, that the Pope c- condemned, um, like, uh, the abusive of, uh, nuns of, of nuns. Like, yeah. <laughs> but has he said anything about, uh, kids yet? Or is that just like the opening salvo and something like that? I don't know. Like, uh, like like child the, abuse. The actual, Has he talked to? Because I mean, it seems strange with the big elephant in the room to talk specifically about nuns. I think he's making I, his way. Has it? Hasn't he said something about it? I don't know. Or I don't something? know. I'm, I'm asking. I, I just I, anyway. It's probably just in like a passing comment or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the kid fucking is bad like, too. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like I made him a mobster and you made him like uh, a squirrely <laughs> somebody <laughs> off the of Bob's burgers or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Just we stop. we have fun on these very <laughs> traumatic things. So anyway, not to make light of it, sorry. No, no. Um <laughs> No, it I mean this is that space that we were talking about earlier with true crime where it's like uh eh, it's not comfortable, you know. Right, right. And, and you know it's funny cuz I, you know, as we were getting stuff ready, I'm like I'm kind of mentally psyching myself up for this uh recording. Oh, trust me, I still have to do that myself. I mean it, it, it it's it is intense. Like yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like where you just kind of repeat to yourself. It's like, ah, oh, don't don't fucking say that. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> you know? Oh, did you say, uh, did you get us did you not want to talk about any of this or No, no. Okay. No. I, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm okay. still going don't fucking say that. <laughs> yeah 
No, so I um, mean, I can always cut anything out. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> you know? all right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at. Uh, listen, now I'm starting to tell it like a joke. <laughs> so I'm at this funeral, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> um. So my uncle gives the eulogy, and then my family, or not my family, but his, my aunt and uncle and cousin, um, they go to Hawaii because we've just had this long death um, yeah. of my uncle. You know, I'm fucked up because you like, went. You he, went with him. No, I didn't. I, okay, so they go uh, to was, Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, they go to Hawaii, and I'm, you know, I've I've just been abused and like can't tell anybody and yeah, um, can't grieve for my uncle because you know the dude like officiated and he's yeah, yeah. taken that away and everything, and then my other uncle dies. He drowns. Ah, okay. uh, and it's like, holy shit, man. <laughs> so, so like, what are the circumstances there? He was just out. Having he had fun? a heart attack while he was scuba diving. Uh, and then it's like, so that was in the span of six days. Wow. And so you're like, okay, so this is like now post-traumatic stress. Is it blah, blah. And it was like, this is just like really heavy duty grief. Yeah. And it's like, I'm angry. I'm bargaining with stuff. Um, and so I think that to get back to the acceptance part of that, of like realizing that there's, there's a new like slate or a new something like that. I've, I've always been really just and so interested in, in that section of it for some reason. In what is specifically the, the acceptance transitioning and trying to find the framing? Yeah, I think so. I think just the the point of it. Uh-huh. Well, that that is really and I think that that's where uh a lot of that powerful belief like not you sort of, you Oops, sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> you sort of I have, have old chairs too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a chair. I thought that was feedback from the microphone. <laughs> um, no, it's just, yeah, it's this metal chair with rusty old wheels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so. So that space is, is, it's, it's pretty dark. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I may have gotten way off topic there, but no, it, 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 but, but no, that's a, that's a good, like, cause now we have, I mean, it's a very personal example, but we have a place where we can start talking specifically, uh, about the parameters with which we're dealing with. Right. Cause now we have an yeah. understanding, you know. And I was even coy about my example about my parents and <laughs> just dipping my toe into it. And, and now we're this, in this uh, deep place. So that's fine. But so, so how does that, uh, well, guess, and it's, I guess, all right. So, so it, not, not to like make it, um, not to simplify it into like the branding of like, okay, so this influences you as an artist. Obviously it does. It influences you as a person. But, yeah. uh, but so we, right now we are at seminary school, you're grieving and we're going to go from here, from my understanding to sort of where you are now, which is somebody that's doing very well 
and still trying to process this grief. So, right. so like, um, so you, it, I feel like we're kind of focusing a lot on the acceptance part, but how do you get, how, how have like, or maybe we can talk about where you are now with it and then kind of go back or just go from point A to point B chronologically. Um, how yeah. do you want to do this? No, I mean, I, um, where are you at? I get, I'm just trying to bring us back around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm, I mean, I, I could talk about anything. Um, no, no, no. I'm curious. I, no, I, I want to understand this grief element because that is, uh, um, I am an artist that plays a lot with humor and I'm not necessarily saying that you're not because I think grief and humor go hand in hand. But but in terms of practice, obviously, like obviously, artists don't become artists. To some degree, it's it's not really necessarily a choice, right? You can ignore it and be miserable, or you can follow it. And and but um, yeah, like I I basically know where you were at in high school. There's so much to fill in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you get here? How so your your uncle dies from drowning. Uh, he was scuba diving. He had a heart attack. And then, um, cause obviously you, I, cause the thing is that you're talking about acceptance, but I'm like, we're still in the aftermath of yeah, the story. Yeah. It's, Let's not it's jump the, ahead too it's far. The, it's the shock part. <laughs> yeah. You're in the, the shock value of it. Yeah. Um, well, not shock yeah, value. The the thing that causes post traumatic stress. The the trigger. Yeah, that, no, right? I, yeah, I mean yeah, specifically yeah. the whatever stage that is, the shock stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, Denial, and, probably. Yeah, exactly. And um, I I think I sat with that for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. I know that I sat with the denial aspect of it. Um, even with who I was like at that time, like I went through, I went through these phases of, of like making alternate personas for myself, you know, those, but that's also a very common art artist practice. Yeah. I mean, that's just an early expression of that. I mean, it, it, like, um, I've done that publicly to my own embarrassment. So so I can totally relate to that. It's just, it's just that, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's the denial uh, phase of it. Um, anything that that I could have done at that time to disassociate myself with what had happened, mm-hmm. um, I think, is where I was at. Which um, kind of uh, uh, it started at that point to start manifesting itself into the pictures I was making, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, because I, I I got into photography actually, which is kind of it's kind of the 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 two sides of the my my priesthood stories. Like our parish priest when I was a kid, like when I was eight or nine years old, was this you know old Vatican II mass in Latin guy that taught math, mm-hmm. and he got me into photography, and so like I kept that throughout this whole thing, you know, with the, the Catholic side of things. Um, were you in a dark room wearing a frock? <laughs> like at nine years old? No, once you, Oh, so I, 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 I mean, once you were in oh. high school at seminary, cause you said you kept the photography throughout the whole thing. 
Oh, I I mean, like starting with a with a priest telling me, like getting me involved in photography, and then the whole end of my Catholic <laughs> stuff as a freshman in high school. So when when did you when did you just like uh, all right? Obviously, there's a challenge with your faith. So how how what what happens there? How do you deal with this? I mean, obviously, there's a strong betrayal there. You have yeah. one of your like if so, if my art teacher. <laughs> Uh, did that to me. I would probably have very mixed feelings about art, so I right. I can totally understand that. And this is a very because belief is a very personal thing, right? And to have someone externally corrupt that, uh, obviously it's institutional as well. The institution sets your parameters, but you personalize it eventually, right? As, uh, you know, which is how people well, can live in a, can be parts of a, a church that doesn't address this problem to begin with, right? Yeah. And, and see, for me, I, I left after my freshman year of high school and I went back to the, um, high school in my hometown. Okay. Um, but it, that ties into it too, because I had, I had built up this persona of Catholicism uh, so much so that I wanted to devote my life to it. Uh-huh. Um, and so there, there's loss and grief with that as well. Yeah. You know, at, at that point, that is that is then becoming well, you, a secondary phase of it. You no longer feel safe. And especially in this case, because it's almost like like uh, you went behind the curtain, right? Yeah. To become a yeah. part of it. And that's where the abuse happened, where you were supposed, where you assumed you were going to be safe, where you were assumed you were going to be going on a specific direction, right? Like, which is, right. I mean, just to differentiate, not that one is dif- is more traumatic than the other, but just to differentiate between people that get, you know, like abused, at, like by the church externally, <laughs> you know, you, you went to church college and then yeah. that's where <laughs> the reality got destroyed. So that's pretty fucked up. Uh, I mean, or that's very specific to your experience, not mm-hmm. more fucked up or less fucked up, but, but I can see how that, uh, you know, like you went to pursue in the, the, like you, I mean, it's presumably there's a calling, right? That's a pretty big commitment. That's the whole celibacy thing is to say that it's, your calling is higher. Yeah. 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 So, so like, it's not like you're. Um, becoming a pastor <laughs> and you can still have <laughs> sex with your wife. Like this yeah. is like God, you know? Yeah. Uh, all day. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. And, and, and feel bad about yourself when you masturbate, I'm assuming. Right. Right. <laughs> For having impure thoughts. So it's, it, I mean, exactly. Just, just I, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty, um, dysfunctional cult <laughs> to say the least you know if you just dip your toe into thinking about that kind of thing um yeah that's fucking crazy man i'm i i, I, I i'm i am literally glad that i gave into my uh desire to drink beer before this meeting, <laughs> before this conversation, because <laughs> I was guilting myself and I was like, nah, man, you're just building these things up. You, <laughs> you should be able to do them without having beer. And I do do them sometimes, especially when someone's here and they don't want to have beer. But, oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad I have a beer. 